we are recording Rich and Mark from Source BMX. How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Good, good to be here. Yeah, how long are you out for? Uh, 10 days. 10 days? Yeah, so we kind of cruise out every, every few months. We try to. What's the uh, itinerary? Um, this time we're kind of, we're traveling around California, just kind of visiting suppliers and then over to Florida to do the same. And then normally we're in Louisville, where our warehouse is, but yeah, yeah we're skipping it this time and just seeing our manager in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a bit of travel. Oh, that's cool. So how's the Louisville thing going? Good, like real good. Mm. It's kind of, yeah, massive warehouse. Um, Keith manages it, Keith Trainer. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's been nearly three years now, so it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've, you're, you was at Haro yesterday, you said, and then you're going up to Huntington Beach next, LA? Yeah, up to Huntington Beach, um, just seeing you know, most, most kind of BMX brands that are based here and then Sparkies and, and Profile in Florida as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's cool. That's just kind of where everyone is. Probably changes a lot. You guys came here when you was young, right? When you was racing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I you did the Louisville Worlds. Obviously, I was, I was wanting to hit you up about that. You probably got a lot of pictures from that day. I got loads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing you yeah. like, straight after the race. I, I know there's it. pictures of that and then there's pictures of you in the pictures so i'm like i know at some point i've got to hit you up for it <laughs> I, I know where they are as well they're right in this box underneath a bunch of other boxes yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got tons of pictures from there yeah well cool yeah. we'll get into the whole racing and stuff and you guys have a huge history and there's already a documentary which is cool and we'll, we'll put the links in so everybody can see that stuff as well so i guess let's go to the start where it started the local scene you know bexhill hastings you know racing give us a give us a yeah, so we grew up, so we were both born in like what, mid, mid 80s, I guess. So mm. we were, we just basically grew up at the BMX track. We, our house was a street away from the Bechtel BMX track, Backyard Jam was, and mm. all, the, all the sort of local races. And Hastings had a, like a cool scene, and Sydney Woods too was just up the road. So there was nothing else to do. So it was just by default BMX is what we did. And I think I did my first race when I was three. You, you came yeah. last in your first race. Yeah, I was like six and then a friend was racing. So he just got dragged up to the track and then, and then Mark started maybe, I don't know, it was a year after, but when he was three or a few months yeah. later. Yeah. So we just kind of, yeah, that was the mid eighties. So yeah, that was, we just, then we just raced regionals and nationals and internationals and it just kind of. You know, we just kind of hooked pretty quickly. Who was like, I know Keith was probably still young then as well. So who was like the local hero then? Keith was it. Keith, 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 was, Keith even Keith then, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. the track legend, yeah. Right. That, that sort of everyone sort of looked up to. And then I guess it was a, a crew slightly younger than that. So I guess you'd have like Bollington would be there. Right. Dave Bishop. Oh, Dave Bishop. Right, Dave Bishop, Dave Bishop. yeah, yeah. There's um, Rob, kind of mountain man. I can't remember his surname. And then yeah. Luke Rudman. And there was a few guys. And right. Jamie Staff used to race there quite a bit. Okay, because he went too far, was it? Yeah, yeah, he was in Ashford, so we'd see yeah. him, and then the London crowd were always there, so yeah. Indri and Winnie and Carl Osford and those guys. Clive Gosling was down, like, so that, that, that crew. Yeah, yeah. The Dooley yeah. crew was... Um, but yeah, Dooley yeah. was the guy we always looked up to. He was like... Yeah. I, I guess when we first started, he was probably... I don't know, he's probably... Yeah, he's probably 17 He's a year younger than me, so he'd have been about 15, 16 in the mid-80s, late 80s. I mean, he was the number one pro, the number one rider at Bexhill in our first year. Yeah. And he he was obviously king of dirt as well, so it kind of... Yeah. He was the guy that was the main man. Did you guys, again, you guys would have been young, but did you go to the first backyard jam when Fuzzy came? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I remember going around Keith's house, Corinne and Paddy's house, and like hanging out with like McCoy and Fuzzy and... Our dad was chairman of the club at the time. So right. We got photos of them in our garden, which was weird. Oh, wow. You're yeah. like playing swing ball. They broke right. our swing ball, actually. Yes, it was, it was weird. Like at the time, we didn't even really know. I'll be honest, I'm pretty sure we didn't know who they were. Like, right. Like until, until they come over. Yeah. And then it was just this crazy weekend. I mean, the only way we really know is magazines. And you're probably at that age, you weren't probably that... I don't think so. I think yeah. we probably knew who Fuzzy was, but probably not Dennis because we didn't follow that side of things as much. Right. Um, and also, it was the kind of the first proper year, so we didn't even... Backyard Jam was new, so no one really knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were there the whole time, yeah. So when, obviously, that grew and grew every year, did that kind of motivate you more? But you guys were really full-on race, right, really, at the start? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're sort of, we were like 10, 12 years old, so it was yeah. like... I mean, full-on race at Bexhill BMX track was not like full-on race. Right. But I mean, you was at the nationals were. and yeah. camping yeah. and... Yeah, you know, yeah, the, fully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. by that point, we were definitely doing all the national series. Um, 
But then it wasn't quite the same because there was always a dirt contest pretty much at every national and then Sidley Woods was there. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a lot more crossover. Like race, it wasn't as full on race as it is now. It wasn't really that separation between yeah. race and, yeah. and freestyle and dirt. But we were definitely kind of race, dirt rather than ramps and, and yeah. freestyle. Yeah. The street. So when you guys obviously got into the national, you know, nationals, 90s, I think that's where I kind of think I familiar with you from being friends with Kelvin probably yeah you yeah, know and yeah. and um yeah success and stuff so how who was who's the as you guys started to grow you know I know we'll talk about the worlds in a minute but who was like the first few years then when you guys got yeah, national I was always pretty average kind of yeah it's probably struggling to make finals or making semis and who did you race with oh, like Kelvin was the number Kelvin, one guy yeah. forever that's um, a hard age group though wasn't it yeah yeah it was pretty Gareth Bates yeah, Gareth Bates, and there's like Ashley Morgan, um, Marcus Blumfield, Kai Forty, yeah, um, and then when you did cruise and stuff, it was like Stephen Murray and and others. So um, double age groups. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was it was kind of. You raced Marco then at some point. No, nah, he was no. Like a year above. A year above. Yeah, so no, never Marco, and um, yeah, it was tough though. We always had quarters when other people didn't. You know, it was always yeah. the biggest age group. Peter Fieldhouse was good as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was yeah. BB to start with. And then right. He, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was real good. Peter Fieldhouse, he used to start gates like not straight, didn't he? That's what I can't remember. No, no. I know he ran for Webco at the end. That he was really good in junior. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, no, it was. So yeah, yeah I was kind of so like yeah, raced like every national for probably 10, 12, 15 years or whatever. What about you, Mark? I was like Lawrence Mapp. Was, okay. So. Our age group was that, and then I guess um, Toby 42. Okay. Uh, I think it's like double age groups. He was one above me. Liam so, Bailey as well. Liam Bailey. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Well, Liam won everything, didn't he, yeah. back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. completely did. And I yeah. think he like, gave up when he was like 10 or something. Yeah, for a bit, but he was Euro champ. And, yeah, exactly. Mm. So, yeah, I was, just, um, I was that age group. It was, it was pretty good, actually. Um, that sort of cluster around there. There was a few good guys in it. What was your best year racing, like nationally? <sighs> I don't know, really. Sort of... Uh, Late 90s, I guess, like 99, probably 2000. Mm-hmm. It's probably where I was at my best, I suppose. And you got third at the Worlds in Australia. So tell, Yeah, tell 98, that. that was third. Yeah. Who got good. first and second, you remember? Uh, I remember Pablo Gutierrez won it. Oh, wow. Well, he's and then, legit. Yeah. yeah, I could never remember who the second... It's a Colombian dude, so... All right, so many good guys from Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I could never remember who that was, actually. That's uh, pretty impressive, though. Third at that two lap two laps as well, one right? One and a half laps. Oh, that was, was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like yeah, it was yeah. messed up. It's such a weird track, so... I was like, yeah, like sets of doubles on there. It's like ten foot, and like it's no a whole one could clear them. Weird <laughs> worlds all all together. Yeah. Once you like the, yeah. the gate was on a stage, it felt like you're doing the school play yeah. or something, and drop yeah. down. And then there was like, a, there was a freestyle digger driving display at the end. That's and it was this weird. That was a wild man broke his wrist really bad there. I think doing yeah. trying to do a flip or a double yeah. flip. Or something. I remember Putting flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember he got really banged yeah, up. And I think Stephen won. Did he win that? that I don't know. Test, I think. I think Stephen Murray won it. So he was right. like world champion, or however that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a weird world. Did you race that as a them? Uh, yeah, I did. I raced it, but you, then just I was did, all... you just did the first three races, didn't you? Like usually. <laughs> 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 I'll just first do the first three, three yeah. and then I'll sit out. I can't even <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably did. Yeah. I remember I, shoot, I was shooting photos there for like for ride and. UCI and stuff so I was yeah I think I, I must have raced yeah I think you did yeah I think you did I kind of forgot a race but yeah. it was really cold as well even though I know it's indoors but I remember outside it was like dead yeah, of the winter there winter, winter yeah mm. what about any other worlds went to did you go to Argentina yeah, yeah. I think I remember Argentina you there yeah. Cool. yeah yeah I remember seeing you there a lot riding off higher cars oh yeah <laughs> that was a fun trip I mean it was again awesome, you yeah. guys were young but I remember like yeah, even really off track there was a lot of good and there was like 20 stuff. or 30 UK people who stayed in that kind of in a motel or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. Like, drinking big Argentinian beers and, and steak every hiring night. quad yeah. bikes and just like we, the night the after, Sunday, Sunday night didn't we like eat late at night Some like crate. right at the end yeah. you was there right yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, that yeah. it was like a weird nightclub like, yes that was it yes I remember we all went to eat and I actually remember you being there yeah that nightclub opened at 3 in the morning yeah there are night people there aren't they yeah there was like one restaurant that just sold steak for a dollar like these huge steaks right yeah that was a good trip that was yeah it was really good yeah. what um, other international races you guys race at and enjoy or like to go to bunch of Euro stuff so we always did tours and rens and that yeah. stuff um, and then went to Holland a bunch so I remember just being a um, a few Dutch races. You won a few international. I won Dutch a few. Races. I don't oh, remember did? what drag it was. Yeah, oh, well, it had a big probably, step up down it, the first straight. It, it would really have been Dutekind, kind Dutican. of the in between yeah. weird yeah. track surface. Oh, that was a good yeah, event, though. Yeah, yeah. Tarmac. Yeah, yeah. So when yeah. you crashed, you knew about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was it, and uh, that was that was a cool track. 
Mm. Um, so, yeah, I did win a few of them, didn't I? I won two, I think. You got some good success yeah. then. And we did the yeah, Euros yeah, like pretty yeah. much every year, like Austria, yeah. Switzerland, France, yeah. LA Worlds, obviously. Um, and then like even Slough Euros earlier on. That's kind of our first international. That was 91? Yeah, yeah. 91. Well, you guys have definitely got some history. What about teams and stuff then you guys rode for? Profile, right? Yeah. Uh, Rocket? Mark. Yeah, I rode for Profile. Yeah, profile yeah. For, Rocket, yeah. Profile Rocket was a Profile. Yeah, Rocket that's a good first. team. Yeah, that's yeah. a good yeah. team, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. And then, um, yeah, mostly just them, really, I guess. Mm. That was like the bulk of it. And then our dad, our dad had a team. Like he just kind of, we kind of spawned, like JM Racing. It was like a club mm-hmm. kind of team that he, he just gave everyone race gear and stuff. Yeah. So that, that went on for ages. Yeah. And then um, when did you guys kind of start to like exit out of racing then? Did you like get bored? And then I know, so you kind of moved into media, didn't you? You was always shooting yeah, pictures Yeah, so I broke my stuff. leg at Milton yeah. Keynes one year. And um, what year was that? Like 99? Early 99, maybe? Mm. No, 97. So you were doing, you were doing, your, you were doing your exams. Like yeah, when it was GCSE. At year. school, you were sitting in a wheelchair, just like cruising around doing your exams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was at home. Was. I was just at home yeah. doing whatever for ages. And um, yeah, so I, basically I didn't race for a few months. So I was just take, I took photos just yeah. for something to do whilst I was at the races. Right. So that was 97. So that, after that, I raced for a few years, but mainly just took photos instead. I, I, what, when it's just it's brought back to me now before the Brighton Worlds the week before we went and did a, we did a little training camp me and Dylan and the Murrays and stuff and we did a little clinic we were in and that. you guys yeah so you guys yeah, were yeah, in yeah. it and because of the whatever it was like you're not allowed they, they told us I think it was me Dylan and, and maybe Martin Murray ran the clinic they said you're not allowed to charge them but you know donations as we can kind of hint for donations and so we're like okay everybody we can't charge you for a clinic but we're here let's do it there's a lot of kids you guys were there and you know I don't know how we worded it but like donations please <laughs> and I remember your dad I still remember this your dad handed me a fiver and then he winked at me because take care of my boys <laughs> yeah. I still remember that That's yeah. yeah yeah well yeah. in with a fiver yeah <laughs> it was a fiver or a yeah, or whatever yeah. but that, then that was good clinic money you know yeah, so, yeah. No, yeah. I remember like, I just remember him saying take care of my boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember grot bags were telling everyone how to stretch and stuff right okay yeah. grot bags was there as well yeah, then. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah, yeah, because Brighton was kind of, by that point, Bex Hill had kind of fizzled out. So you guys would cross over there quite a bit then, right? Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't that far away, and they didn't have a club, so we kind of, the Bex Hill club, or, the, or another couple of clubs kind of got it together. It was Slough and, and Bex Hill that sort of like Burgess came together, Hill, yeah. wasn't it, that tried to, I remember Scott Dick was there doing some stuff too, and, and what have you, and everyone just tried to make a, a thing of it in Brighton, because there was just no scene at all. No, and then after the Worlds, yeah. they just left it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, I haven't been back since then. I mean, it, was, it was really good yeah. for a while, it was just in a, sort of like the wrong area, it wasn't really near yeah. anyone, <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, I mean, like, even one of the nationals, when gypsies came down one, one, and there was fighting with all the yeah. officials and stuff. Yeah, and yeah it was crazy. It was, uh, I got a few, few sketchy moments there over the years racing yeah. there. It's a shame, really, I spent a lot of money down there, didn't they, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was cool. And the worlds were awesome, obviously. Yeah, mm. yeah we got lucky with the weather as well. I mean, you probably remember some of the nationals, just wind and rain and fog and... Yeah, it's a long way around that track. Yeah, now it's long. Yeah, Yeah. it's super long. So, moving on from, like, say, the end of year, you guys, you know, you moved into media, did you just get bored with it? You kind of went more the freestyle route then, right? Yeah, a little bit. So, like, I I was in Florida doing some racing for a while, and then um, it was after the Kentucky, the Louisville Worlds, I came back, and I somehow got Lyme's disease from... Been camping in a field in PA somewhere, basically, <laughs> but no one knew who it was. Right. right. I didn't get it back home. So I just sort of felt a bit rubbish, couldn't really do anything. So I just sort of stopped racing, and it was sort of when clips were coming in. It was, just, yeah. it was sort of like sucking the fun out of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just started, I was just riding trails. It's just much more fun riding trails instead of instead of racing. But I was still doing it for a bit. I was just sort of mm-hmm. it. And then, um, yeah, and then just started to shop. So I just sort of got busy doing that and, you know, going away to the races at the weekend with. Would often take the shop with us and stuff, so it's that's hard to do, mm. hard to race and then take the shop to the races and then open the shop back up Monday morning. It's just like you know, it's not. Yeah, yeah you can't really do it. But we, we and it's probably, always at the track and yeah, and we definitely both you, raced kind of on and off until yeah. two thousand and five or so. Okay, yeah, for sure. And okay, we, longer than I thought then. Yeah, 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 yeah. two thousand four, and then we sold stuff at races until mm. like two thousand and eight. Yeah, so we were still going to every national. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the UK. So how did the shop come about then? You just left school, needed something to do and... Yeah, so when it was like sort of coming back from that sort of Florida trip to profile, it was just because I was like in the middle of a, I think a sports science 
um, sort of college course or something when I went. And mm-hmm. when, I, when I left, we was only going for like the spring classic or whatever it's called for two weeks. Yeah, Easter classic. And then I yeah. stayed for six months. Right. So they were like faxing over work and I was just like sitting at profile packing boxes and this work was coming in. I'm like, yeah. I'm just it's not, not, not going to sit here and do this. There's no way. No. So that just sort of by default didn't happen. So I just sort of came back and it was just like, oh, cool. So education's finished. Right. <laughs> so better get on a job. So yeah, just jumped on the shop really. Um, and used at uni. Yeah. So we just sort of came together. And I think, I think my dad was uh, fairly just like, you know, to start this, do something. So, yeah. so was your dad in the background kind of educating you guys as you went along? And... Kind of. Not he yeah. was fairly chilled, man. He, like, right. he, he helped us where it's at. But I think yeah. he, he wasn't pushy or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I was at uni in Loughborough and working for magazines, like, kind of just to kind of just extra money. And because I it, yeah. like, it got, got to go to events and races for you doing that. Yeah. And then I guess it was 2003 and you just got back from America not doing anything. And then, yeah, our dad kind of like, it was his idea to start a shop. Mm-hmm. And actually kind of how it got triggered, we both lived at home or, or me coming back. We were working for, we were both doing stuff for BMX Rider magazine, like a new UK BMX magazine. Yeah. A lot of reviewing products. So like Keith and Ricky would, be, would test them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and Mark as well, riding in there. So we'd have all these products and most of the companies didn't want them sent back. Um, so we just had all these products build up and it was kind of like, well, we almost have a shop in products. Mm. So we just, yeah, that kind of, it was, it was kind of his idea. And then we just rolled with it. And it was, t- and there, yeah. was no, there was no shop either near us. Oh yeah, like, Backyard had just closed. Like, that yeah, no Backyard had shut a few years ago and there was- like, I didn't realize they shut down, did they, for a while? Yeah, yeah. they just went into They just turned into disco okay. into, like, yeah. into 70s really, yeah. and just concentrated on that. And then there was like a little bike shop in Hastings called Turner's and it was just run by this, like just this one guy, you'd go in there, mm-hmm. the bell would ring, and this this <laughs> old dude of a hat would appear from right. the camp. That's an old school bike shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, just hanging off the ceiling, and it's just you know repairing bikes. He's always covered in grease. And yeah, just like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all right. You need a tie, you need a tube, or whatever. You can get it. But right. It wasn't, it wasn't a shop. It was definitely not a BMX shop. So yeah, we just thought we'd do it because so we'd just make a BMX shop. So that's what we did. We didn't sell any other bikes. We did. Yeah. We did skate as well. So like yeah. skateboards. It was the same scene. But we kind of, it was know. like white wall. It was like kind of more boutiques. It didn't have, we didn't really do repairs because we lent out tools, but mm-hmm. had like wooden floors and white walls. We sold clothes and shoes and it felt kind of like we are now. Yeah. It was like just BMX specialist. Yeah. But it, thinking about it, it didn't really make sense in a small town. <laughs> was there a plan yeah. or just, it just no. kind of happened, the you know? The plan was pretty much just to give Mark a job, but I was, I, I was going to, I, I was helping out kind of mm. whilst I was back from university for six months or three months. And the plan was to basically give Mark a job and we thought that it would work as a local store. Mm-hmm. And then within a few months, I got talking to a friend. It was pretty obvious that e-commerce was the way, the way forward. And our town wasn't big enough for a BMX skate shop. So we yeah. launched a website within six months and then I ended up just staying there and not, not going to get a job in London or whatever. Right. So then it just, then it just grew. So like we've just grown every year for nearly 20 yeah, years. Yeah, that's it. So we was like early on the website thing. Yeah. It just, it just makes sense. It's so obvious to us, like we said, it's right. there's only so many people that ride bikes in, in yeah. Hastings. Like, we'd never, ever be able to, to make this work that way. So Yeah, so our two things was like, we had to grow BMX locally mm-hmm. to get more people into it because the scene was small. Did it die down a little bit then after yeah. the, the 90s? Yeah, it yeah. got real small by that point. Like backyard yeah. and closed, I guess partly because they're quiet, partly because they're just doing other stuff. Yeah. And then BMX was in a bit of a lull, I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. So we had kind of two, the only way we could make the business work was by getting more people into BMX. So like we, we, we got the track re-going yeah. with Keith and did events locally and sponsored riders locally. And mm-hmm. then the other thing was the website so we could sell online. And that's yeah. kind of, like it wasn't really a viable business unless we did those two things. Yeah, you really like recreated the culture again, didn't you? Like, uh, you know, the scene. Yeah, we kind of had, yeah, I think like it definitely kickstarted it at the time a little bit. It was yeah. yeah, and we were making videos and stuff like you did back then. So it was like, you know, you'd work all day and then you'd go filming at night and yeah. you'd just make, make videos and, and what have you, so. Yeah, because that was 2003, yeah. so I guess like the 90s had been the Backyard Jam, it had been big, and by that point, the Backyard had kind of fizzled out, and it certainly wasn't in Hastings, mm-hmm. so the early 2000s was pretty quiet in our area, so, yeah. And then you you, st- you guys did the Nora Cup, right? Was that a couple of years later? Didn't you guys, that used to have like a, or no, was it the Ride Magazine used to have like their end of season the ride, um, yeah. ride awards, and they're kind the of... The Ride Awards. Yeah, right, okay, that was it, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys were all part of that though, right? That was all... Uh, we weren't really part of it. We was always there. Right. We were definitely always there. Yeah, we yeah. won it. We won it. We won like best yeah. shop, I think, like yeah. every time, which was really nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we was always there and sort of, it was a quite a good night actually, usually. 
So yeah, you fell off the back of the stage once. Slight situation. But yeah, it was always a heavy night. But yeah, we won. We just got bigger and, and just did more videos and sold more online and got better website. Like invested in the website constantly. Yeah. And just got bigger. And then the ride awards come along and we won that like best best BMX shop in the UK. Yeah, that's great. I don't even know what year that was. Two thousand six or seven I've seen it in the mag yeah yeah, in the ride yeah yeah. and then I I guess they they only did it for four or five years and we won all of them right so we just kept getting bigger and just getting more attention and making more videos and sponsoring more riders and then yeah and then selling internationally obviously so when did the international thing then distribution and all that when did that kind of um yeah we distributed a few brands from the start just to other shops like race brands to start with so it was like we did intense and Right. T.H.E. from Toby Henderson. Okay, now that's the new sponsored Kelvin, right? That's yeah, yeah, Kel- yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had yeah. the intense team, and then yeah. like Kai White and Sinead's we sponsored at the oh, start. Oh, wow. So we had a full-on race team. Yeah, that's good. And we won the title a couple of times and traded all the races. Yeah. So it was kind of like race. We went to all the races, but then locally there wasn't much of a race scene, so that was all freestyle. Yeah. So we did both um, pretty evenly. And then, yeah, just through the website, we just started picking up international orders kind of by accident. And then we're like, okay, there's something in this here. Like, yeah, we just started selling more and more overseas and got better website that. Yeah, was so we just of it. yeah, it's a website that was capable of sending stuff and figuring out shipping abroad and, and stuff like that. And then, and then I guess that just led to us sort of opening up warehouses in in Kentucky and then eventually Germany too. So it just yeah, it just sort of made sense. So how long is Kentucky and Germany is fairly new, right? Kentucky a couple of years? Yeah, Kentucky was like 2019. We were just yeah, selling yeah. more and more to the US. Yeah. We were shipping from the UK. Yeah. And obviously we knew all the brands here and we'd been traveling here pretty consistently to Indbike and, and everything else. So it just kind of was like a natural progression to open a warehouse here. And by that point, obviously we'd been employing people. Like Jamie was our first employee and then and then we just got bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. We always had the shop, but then yeah, just, oh, but actually, to kind of backtrack, we, we opened a skate park, the Source Park. In, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think that's what helped us grow in America. Which is a great documentary, yeah. Yeah, it's super cool, the story. Yeah. I, even my mum and dad, you know, like, interested in seeing all that stuff, the Amazing. swimming pool and the yeah, how you guys yeah. came up with all that. And you before know? that was the church. So, then we, so we opened a skate park in, our first skate park in 2010 in the church. Yeah. 2008, even. No, 2008, I think. No, 10, I think. Oh, man. Whatever. Yeah, a lot would happen, but... Um, Yes, yeah, so we opened a skate park and that got us more attention because we have a lot of riders riding there and yeah. a lot of videos and content. And then we got to the Source Park and then that's, I guess we got to be known internationally and we were just selling more and more. Yeah. So opened in Kentucky in 2019 and then Germany just because of Brexit last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 2020. Whereabouts in Germany are you? Uh, Dusseldorf. Okay. So yeah, near Cologne where all the brands are. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like Germany was, was big in... It was, the early 80s racing was, I remember, it was pretty good for Germany, but it seemed like freestyle then was always the biggest part of the two there. Yeah, I don't think there's many races in Germany, but there is in, obviously in Holland is so, is yeah. like half an hour from ours. Like Holland and France is obviously huge. So you get a lot of business from there. Yeah, yeah, we sell all over Europe. And then so, and then Kentucky then, so I see you guys, you've got a race team there, you know, you've got a good setup, see a good grassroots crew of people that are at the events and stuff there. Yeah. What's, uh, and obviously you've got the Louisville track there as well, which is great. Seems like you guys connected to them as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of support them where we can and like a local team. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we turn up to the races. It's been kind of weird the last two years, obviously, because yeah. there's been, we, had all, we weren't able to go there for a while. And then there was, there was plans to do kind of a big event, which didn't quite happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're back on it. So I think next year or this year now, there'll be other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we always support the scene locally and at the local park and we built ramps at the skate park where a lot of riders come and ride. I saw the court guys were there like a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. 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 Seen a video. Yeah, GT yeah. there too. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I saw yeah, it yeah. as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It was filming videos and doing some series and things there. And even your your warehouse guy, uh, Keith Trainer, I mean he's legend in himself, isn't he, you know? Yeah, when I yeah. first when I first came here in the nineties he was big in the magazines and stuff, S and M and Yeah, yeah. You know, he was when, the S and M legend. Yeah. 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 And he used to come to Hastings for the backyard yeah. jams. So right. Yeah, so he he manages it. He he kills it in Kentucky. He manages yeah. everything there. Yeah, and then there's like like eight dudes who are all yeah. and a girl actually, or a couple of girls and, yeah. and six dudes that, that that pick and pack orders and mm-hmm. Jimmy Levan's one of them too. Actually. Oh, I saw him on the video. <laughs> that was one of my questions. So he works for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he was always a Kentucky dude, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. back in Louisville. Makes sense because yeah, he's from there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So every, everyone there rides. It's, it's, it's yeah. cool. It's I was cool watching that video last Saturday or whatever, and I'm like, oh, Jimmy Levan's there. And I'm like, well, he lives there. Maybe he's friends with Key Trainer and he's hanging out. Maybe. He works there you know yeah, so, yeah. yeah 
Yeah, so it's cool. It's yeah. a really cool setup. It's like 50,000 feet. It's like square feet. It's a huge warehouse. Yeah. Um, We're opening a store in there actually in the next few weeks. So, so are you going to kind of replicate what you're doing in England then with the park and everything yeah, and maybe yeah, events? Yeah, the park's and... like a smaller scale there. Like yeah. the, the, the one in England's just, it's like a, it's like a big skate park. Yeah. Right? Whereas like this one's in our warehouse. So it's, uh, it's more for filming. We want to do stuff with some locals, maybe a local night, that sort of thing. But it's like, yeah, I'm not sure we can have it as an open park. It just doesn't, it doesn't really work. It's not really big enough. Yeah, we got forklifts yeah, driving around and stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't really work. not going to work yeah. with that. And there's parks yeah. there, so it's, it's pretty good for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so we've got a retail store. Um, yeah, and obviously a lot of riders come there, sponsor events. Um, yeah, we're doing a lot. What about, all right, then Battle of Hastings. I mean, that's huge, right? I mean, I, when I listen to different podcasts, and the freestyle guys all... Oh, they always say that's the one right now it's like yeah. the event and I see all the Americans come in for it yeah and stuff. It's, it's really it's, yeah. such a, it's a really good vibe there so it's, it's very relaxed yeah. so like the concept obviously is just uh, we, we sort of pick captains so there's yeah. like 10 captains or whatever it works out and then they just pick their team so they can pick their friends they can pick who they want yeah. so mm-hmm. it's like a really cool crew of people riding who sort of want to be there and ride with their team so yeah. everyone's having a good time like it's free beer it's yeah, yeah it's, it it's seems like very good... professional setup. There's like yeah. a live feed and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. So we live stream it. I say professional, but it's all BMXs. So like right. Akeem, who, who manages that German warehouse, he's our event organizer. Yeah. He's done a lot of events over the years. <laughs> I mean, the um, live stream though, is like you said, it's all BMXs. So it's like, they're all riders. We've got Josh who, who cuts to what camera and he's only got that job because he watched more TV than anyone else. Yeah, we don't bring you like, there's no kind of outside companies. It's, yeah. a, it's a BMX event. Yeah. And there's like no weird security or and like yeah, there's a free bath and food for riders for five days and um it's just laid back you know so like yeah. you have a legends captain so like whether it's van homan i see that like, yeah i see a lot of the old guys you bring yeah. in don't you? Yeah. yeah so it's kind of it feels like an older school or an older bmx event like less serious more fun right like, kind of like you'll get all the, the legends like the mid-school legends like matt berenger and yeah you know, there's loads of people have been there and I mean, then the industry turn but up. it mixes them together which doesn't normally happen you right know what I mean? and mm-hmm. the crowd are really knowledgeable too so it's like there's this balcony around if you haven't seen the source bar it's a balcony around the whole thing yeah so it's like a really good everyone's looking down aren't they? so yeah. loud mm-hmm. and it's and they're knowledgeable as well so like people know like you've Chintzy's going to do a toothpick on something. They know that's good or right. whatever it is, whatever's happened there. It's, yeah, and it's like six it's or seven hundred people banging this plastic. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I see the videos. Yeah, it's really good. And then it's street and park. So it's kind of, which is on, you, you don't really get in a contest either. Like that skate park is, is a big bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's transition riders going fast and then there's a street section. So it's, yeah, it's a really unusual contest, but it's like, it's just a good time. It's real. And you've got legit sponsors and stuff. It seems yeah. like, yeah, it's like to say the media and everyone's there. It's Yeah, everyone comes to it. And then Nora Cup, we've done there. Right. Like, not last year, but the, the three years before that, the Nora Cup was there. Yeah. So we'd have like Matt Hoffman on stage getting a legend yeah. award. And, mm-hmm. you know, like all the industry guys are there too. Um, it's kind of, and where it's in September, it's kind of the end of year party almost. Yeah, right? it's like the big end of end of season stuff yeah any any thoughts ever doing anything kind of like exactly the same but like race wise any you know we're talking early events cool stuff bringing the fun we, back a little bit you know that, yeah, I'd love, yeah. To do, I'd love to do something fun in race that's mm-hmm. like not the serious race that'd mm-hmm. be really good um, yeah don't know what it is there's a few ideas kicking around whether, yeah you know it's like like you said that straight pump race or yeah just like two-man stuff maybe some trails racing like there must be yeah no, i'm sure it would be really good fun just need to figure out how how it works yeah, yeah. we got a bunch of ideas with keith to do something at bexhill yeah. track when that's rebuilt right this spring like april then, right it's going to be done yeah april, and actually before the pandemic we were going to do a battle of louisville which was going <laughs> to incorporate probably yeah. race well we'll definitely race and like a street event mm-hmm. in town in the middle of yeah. town and then like luckily we didn't really spend any money or not much money on it before before the pandemic here. Locked down for two years, yeah. Yeah. And there's literally like tanks parked in Louisville the weekend where we were gonna do it. Cause like oh, all, wow. all the riots yeah. were happening. And right. So we, we it got, was bad there, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 real yeah. Bad. Um so we got away with that, luckily. But um There's are they being put on ice though, so I think I think we'll start you know, picking those conversations up again in the like, yes. coming months when we see what's happening and it all seems like it's it's going away. I think there's a lot of potential again, in race to do a lot of cool stuff. I think everyone's kind of used to the same norm Olympic thing for the last couple of years and even them guys, the current races, I think they're probably pretty open to, yeah. to do some different cool stuff. I see yeah. like Nick Kimman, who's the Olympic champion, he's kind of traveling around now, racing yeah. a little bit in America and it seems like the guys have got out yeah. there structured chasing Olympics where, yeah, they're still going to do that, but it seems like they want to have fun and maybe make some money and do some different stuff. Yeah, so it could be I think some good he does a good job of that too. I watch his YouTube channel. Yeah, like, yeah like, he does, He does yeah. a good job. It's not just 
like protein shakes and warm down posts. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a little bit more interesting. He does, that. yeah. I think he is doing yeah. a good job. He's a good uh, ambassador, I think, you know. Yeah, and so, I, think, uh, I think there's some, like, I think sponsors would be on board with that. Like, we definitely mm, would, but like the, mm, the kind yeah. of outside sponsors, like we get Vans and Monster and stuff coming in for the events. And yeah. I think you could you could bring those guys on board for a different kind of race. Yes. We like to. Mm-hmm. And when we were kids, the race... We had crazy events down at Bex Hill. I don't know if you ever come to like the gala day down there. No, I, I oh, went uh, to the backyard jam to watch a few times, but I was just that was it really. The gala day was yeah. a race day, and Jamie and Indri and all those guys would come. But yeah, there was all kinds of like like carnage. You had to race around and stop on every jump and eat something. That was right. Really oh, no wonder Indri was there then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he smashed that one. Yeah. yeah. But then we had like a barry race, right? So like you'd, someone would sit on the bars. Yeah. But the rider's blindfolded, and the dude sitting on the bars isn't. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's like it's just stupid stuff. But fun stuff. I think it still yeah, worked yeah, like yeah. that. You know. Yeah, so I think Bexhill will kind of bring that, yeah. modernise it. I mean, yeah. it won't be so ridiculous as that, but like, you know what I mean? Like, just a bit more fun. Relays and stuff. Yeah, there was always know? relays. Yeah. And there, was, there was loads of, there was weird stuff. There was one you had to make a cake, so like you had two teams and one guy <laughs> stood in the middle. And you rode yeah. around this bowl and you had like water bombs and flour and eggs and you had to like right. catch it in this bowl as you rode around the but track. But that, that was like Keith's dad as well, just like, because he was like the commentator, Paddy. Right. Sort of, like, he'd be commentating and be egging it on and... Is this, yeah, it's just a crazy, like, you look back how mad that was. Right. Like, There's still fun stuff you can so do much, now, you know? It's a fundraiser for the club. So yeah. it's right. an annual thing, an annual fundraiser. Yeah. But, like, we, yeah, maybe not as weird as that, but, like, we'd like to bring back something that's just, that's, yeah, that's... Be nice, that's I guess the goal would be nice to incorporate racing back into BMX. Yeah. It's, it's not, gone so it's sideways. So it's like there's very few that are... Mm-hmm. I'm saying there's not. There's probably loads of people that race and do freestyle, but there's not that... You know, back in the day, you'd have like Brian Foster who'd go and sort of win the X Games and win a, <laughs> win a pro race. So that just doesn't happen really. No, anymore, it's so. completely separate. I mean, yeah. racing's got a bit more velodrome kind of a look and where yeah. even mountain biking looks you know downhill mountain biking looks more motocross BMXy than BMX does it which is kind of weird yeah, it makes, me, yeah. it makes me cringe sometimes watching it's cool to watch the Olympics but just like watching what they wear like the tight leggings and stuff yeah. it's really stupid yeah. I just think it I don't know if people are, people are into it I guess so there might be a, some kind of speed advantage but it I think a lot of them, that's all they know, though. They grew up young and and that's, they've got on the Olympic path at a young age and that's the funnel they've been in, you know. But I say, more fun events, cool, you know, stuff we just chatted about a little bit, kind of incorporated into it. Maybe it'll kind of change again. Everything always changes and moves around, you know. And there's so much cool stuff happening in local Mm. scenes or there's, there's tons of guys posting good, good videos online like just hitting rhythm sections or mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's loads of good stuff out there yeah um, and it seems like BMX racing in England is, 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 is still doing obviously with the Olympic success they've had but like say from grassroots to national it seems like when I look in it looks great you know so, yeah um, I think it's like the US numbers are bigger than ever yeah yeah, they're just like yeah I think it's, re- it's really healthy there's loads of new kids getting into it it's really good mm. um, like a certificate could integrate a little bit more. I think it does everyone benefit from it. Yeah, it's yeah. Really like I say, good. guys like you, that's more stuff that you can do then when you can incorporate both then, you know? Yeah, so, like, like uh, Jump Club, you know, they'll go and ride trails or park on the same weekend. Mm. And actually a lot of people you speak to in the UK, it's probably the same here, but it's, they, they enjoy racing regional, kind of local regional races more than nationals. Because yes. It's just a bit more relaxed. and Yeah. Nationals yeah. are so intense, though, aren't they? So you're racing Saturday, you're racing Sunday. A yeah. Like, well, you wow. guys grew up like, let's say, English National in the 90s was fun. You'd roll in Friday. I mean, you guys were campers as well. You'd roll yeah. in Friday, camp, have fun, go out. And then yeah. Saturday was kind of a little bit of riding, but same again, fun, barbecue, and, and just race yeah. one day where obviously the model now is like, well, it's like open track as well, which is like yeah, weird it, yeah. Because even about. after practice, we'd jump back on and do yeah. coaster races and yeah. stuff. Yeah, everyone just sit on the. Used to be able to wake in. up and like, you'd go on the track and then you'd be riding around the track to about eleven. Yeah, someone like a marshal would wake up and right. then like put a helmet on. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Right, so you put a helmet on and then you do gate practice for like ten minutes, twenty yeah. minutes, or whatever. And then, yeah, you go back on the track and everyone will be sessioning a jump or... I whatever. can't believe how yeah. good everybody kind of did because we way overdid... Then we'd ride, say if it was at Bournemouth, we'd yeah. ride to the pier and then you'd come back and then, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you were so not knowing, but looking back, like, we must have been so tired before we even started racing because we yeah. just yeah. had so much fun riding our bikes around the weekend, you yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. ride for miles into town every mm-hmm. time. And, like, quite often, as, well, definitely as you got older, you often drink on a Saturday night and mm. feel pretty rough the next yeah. day. Yeah. And there was a lot of... I don't know, it's definitely a different vibe. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that kind of, you know, say, it's it's cool that it's professional now, I think, and yeah, the Olympic path is there, and it's good for the ones that want to do it, but if they can somehow 
incorporate some fun and some of the kind of cool events i think it could be really some really good things to look forward to if they do you know yeah there's definitely space i think just to do different stuff and mm. it won't even affect what's happening at the moment it's just yeah just mix it up yeah like i say it doesn't always have to be national like see me i i enjoy the state stuff around here in california the local yeah. state races you get up early in the morning you can go set up race and be home the same day and have fun and yeah and you know so it's kind of a cool vibe doing that as well here instead of you know say driving three hours to a national and being there for three days and yeah um, which is cool but not for everybody you know just for three laps rick and then back home yeah sometimes only two, <laughs> two. yeah because yeah. <laughs> you qualify the first one yeah and then straight into the next one so i mean your operation is so big now how do you guys manage it you guys were saying earlier you sit next to each other in the office you just delegate and talking to different people in different countries. How does, how does, is your day like clustered or you just got it all kind of oh, it's working? Like, yeah. We work like, like long hours for sure. And you think yeah. about it all the time, but it's, it's changed a lot. You know, because well, originally we had just had a shop with one or two of us and, yeah. and there was a pub opposite as well. Right. Works. It was just a different thing. And then, um, yeah, now we have like obviously managers and we have a customer service department. How many people work for you? Including the park, I mean the park at a skate park. There's part time people that work, you know, eight hours a week. Yeah. So including them, it's like seventy something. Oh my gosh. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, but like yeah, full time kind of fifty or so. Right. So yeah, we got like a like you know a couple of accounts people now and. Are you like clustered all day though? Like people like you got to put out a fire here and there's drama there, or then you need to talk to a manager, you need to employ. Like how does? Not really. Like no. I mean, there is at times. Like if you're doing like a new warehouse or a new website or or the skate park was stressful as hell. Like getting the money for that. Like there's definitely times. We have tried to organize it as best we can so that we have time to do the projects. Because otherwise, if the day to day is just all day. You're never. You're just going to remain exactly as you are. So I think we try to. We try to do it so we still have time to be like, okay, well, let's let's do a bit next comp. Let's let's open this. Let's do that. Yeah. And I think we've managed that quite well. But obviously, the more we do, the busier we get. It's pretty yeah. full on. And we've got really good people that have been with yeah. us for kind of a lot of them for over ten years, and they're just they're dialed to what they do, and we kind of trust them to get on with it. And, yeah. Um, it's pretty smooth most of the time. Like orders go out every day, stuff comes in. It's like it's it's pretty dialed. Can you switch off at night or do you go on and bed and you yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it depends what's going on. Yeah, most of the time though, yeah. it's, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Like, it's, it is long hours. Yeah. But um, no, we can, I mean, we, we're here, we can come away and stuff just runs without us thinking about it. Yeah, I guess with our phones and laptops, you can keep an eye on stuff still, can't you? And yeah, yeah. The world is now, um, isn't it? No. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, like you said, people, some people are working at home through COVID and people are just in different countries so it's, it's like that anyway mm. so whether you're sitting in the office or not and mostly like meetings and talking to people on FaceTime and stuff anyway so yeah, you yeah. can sort of be wherever the day to day stuff is good that all just that's all smooth it's when we've got new projects on so like like new website tech that we're doing or like it's like I said opening a new warehouse whatever that kind of just is all consuming for a few months yeah things. that's when things go wrong and you're finding fires and yeah. how did the whole COVID thing then affect you guys oh man it was, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just mad. It's completely different, like tricky. We had to put some systems in, like people got sent home, like, you know, at the mm-hmm. start, was like, it was, people didn't know if the businesses were even going to be allowed to trade. There was like mm-hmm. warehouses shutting down saying, we're not, we're not shipping. We're like, oh man, is this, this just looks nuts. Yeah. And then I guess it settled down a bit and we just put systems in so there's people working remotely and figuring it out. It got busy, it got quiet, it got, like, it was just yeah. a, like a roller coaster, just, Crazy, yeah. just I mean, completely different. The first few weeks, okay. I remember, and then we started getting busy because, like, it went quiet for a couple of weeks. Yes, everyone's like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, mm. it was just the, the panic. The whole yeah, like, people were like, "Do I have a job?" <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess people were sitting at home, realizing they're not spending money elsewhere, and the government are throwing money at them, and they're like actually riding their bikes more, mm-hmm. or a lot of the time, not depending on where you were in the world. And then we just started getting getting busier and busier. But, that was but then, yeah, then it's like it's like a double-edged sword, though. They had to shut the source park for, that was shut for, what was that, a year almost? Oh, wow, that month yeah. More than that. And yeah, because it was were... like the last, back in the UK, it was the last sort of thing to reopen. It sort mm-hmm. of got lumped in with gyms and, and yeah. things. Like, it's, it's strange. And so. the warehouse was, warehouses were stressful, like the warehouse yeah. managers, because like staff were off sick or, or left, or, we, mm-hmm. or like deliveries were coming in at different times. And it was up and down. Like, we were definitely working 
there was times where I was just spend the whole weekend just answering customer inquiries. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 I did that for no. weeks on end. It seemed everyone had more time to ask questions. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, it seemed like And well. parcels were getting, it wasn't too bad, but there was one point where parcels were just taking longer to be delivered, so people are, people are asking you where they are. Yeah. And that well, there's COVID areas, wasn't it? I remember the whole of Italy just wouldn't deliver parcels for like... It was really bad there at the start, yeah. wasn't it? I remember. Yeah, 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 it was really it's bad. Depending where you were, like and some certain depots... like New oh, York were like, didn't have anyone to work in the post office depots or something. And right. That just held everything up. So it was like little pockets around the sh- world that just no one could get anything delivered. We right. shipped to like a hundred so, countries, so there was just different yeah, files yeah. to put out. So like Ireland, for example, they the, the courier we use in Ireland to deliver parcels, they were delivering all the PPE to hospitals. They had that contract. Mm. So they just didn't deliver anything else. But it kind of didn't tell you because I guess they're busy. So we just had like tons of yeah. Irish people contacting. Yeah, yeah. Going, like, where's where's my bars? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so like I'm trying to put together a right. GT fueler. Where's my <laughs> right? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> where people get getting digging stuff out of the garage and trying to build stuff again. Yeah. There's all kinds of just weird problems to deal with. But you're the other side of the hump now then? Things are smoothing out and kind of getting back on track? It and... seems like it's getting back to normal. I think yeah. there's, yeah, I think it's, 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 there's a bit of an overhang or a bit of a hangover, I guess, from it where mm. it's just, you know, things were just so weird. Like stuff got backed up in Taiwan and China and stuff's coming in at the wrong time and too much, not enough. Like, you know mm. what I mean? It just sort of broke that nice sort of even supply mm-hmm. of inventory yeah. now so we're ordering like a year ahead now right? we're used to <laughs> yeah. three months so it's it's made it's, things more complicated certainly it's definitely more complex yeah yeah but it feels like it's kind of getting back again europe's still a bit weird but like skate parks and bmx tracks and races are this is probably the first year that it's happening mm. kind of normal again and even like um, say in the u.s numbers are up you know grassroots my camps of last year was the biggest ever i've, I've done and obviously nationals seems like every national in usa bmx was record numbers of uh riders and, and moto counts so it must have been obviously good for you guys as well selling product right yeah i mean kind of up and down yeah there was been times where it's been really good and i think it's been overall good for bmx like mm. more more riders for sure but then it's just been challenges with not having product to sell right so like you, yeah, so I think if you look at it as a whole, I think it's been it's been really good. So if you like average out that it's been like oh, yeah, yeah, months, it's great. It's just that one month might be really busy, yes. one month nothing, right. and then <laughs> next month really busy again. Just where mm. stuff, yeah. But it's definitely been a challenge in that respect. But like you said, for BMX, I think it's it's probably been good on the whole. I think it's kind I of think, good. Like yeah. people have a lot of people have not us, but oh, it depends what you're in. But a lot of people have had more time to kind of ride bikes or. Maybe they're not playing team sports as much or not traveling yeah. as much or not working mm-hmm. as much or whatever. So they're kind of getting back to doing things outside and enjoying themselves. Yeah, working from home as well. Like if you're not sitting in traffic for an hour each way, you might have time to ride your bike after work, I guess, or stuff like that. I think, it, I think it's been quite good. In that respect. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. about you two guys? You guys still get a chance to ride your bikes around a little bit? or? Yeah, I still ride a fair amount. Yeah, uh, just tone down, go to the track a bit and see Source Park and yeah. Sydney Woods and things like that. So. Yeah, I mean, it's great where you live, isn't it? Like I say, it really yeah, is a little on, yeah. kind of a yeah, Orange County on the Huntington Beach of, yeah. of England, you just know? A cold, cold one, yeah. Just a colder one, yeah. 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 And yeah. even the seafront, you know, it's just a nice place to ride around. Generally, yeah. It's kind of always cruising along the beach or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's like a, yeah, like a cold. Obviously, we've got the new track coming in. That's got to be exciting, though, isn't it? Yeah, really I good. See, yeah, I... yeah. So that's what we're doing first. First week we get back, walking around with Kai. And he's... So Kai's been doing that, Kai Forte, right? Yeah, so everything. it's been groundworks, right? So it's been right. boring it was... stuff so far, but he's going to be yeah. doing the, like, the jumps. Yeah, right? and I see what he makes, his pump tracks, and his tristings, like, honestly, he's a, as a rider as well. It's, it's going to yeah. be good, isn't it? It's going to be really good, yeah. It's yeah. going to be quite a unique track, I think, which is nice. Which sort of fits in. And we've been that, struggling. It's kind of since the mid '90s when backyard jams happened there. It's not really. It's not been a racetrack. Like we we got a few pots of money at times and mm-hmm. rebuild it, but it's not. This time there's a ton of money from the city. So it's gonna yeah. be yeah. But like, it used to be yeah. like we got we had like a couple of thousand to hire a digger and a dumpster for for a week. Mm-hmm. Then it would be like me and Ricky Bonington would go down there for a week. And just right. Make a couple of straights as best we could. Do as much as you can. Yeah. And it runs like, out. Scrape some grass off. Right. We did that like two or three times. And it's an open track, like anyone yeah. can ride it any time. So it just gets, it gets, and it rains obviously all the time. So it gets, gets, yeah, gets beaten up pretty quickly. But um, yeah, this is like the first time in, it's taken like 20 years, it feels <laughs> like to get it. I'm sure Keith yeah. is really excited, isn't it? The, the things, potential things that you guys can all do together with his yeah. grassroots, with events, with you guys being there and growing that whole thing. I mean, it yeah. could be, yeah, how excited. It's going to be amazing down there. I think. Yeah. It's going to be really good. Yeah, really it feels good like fun. the scene will kind of be back to kind of, 
it will be different, but it'll be like back to what it was in terms of having a yeah. really good facility. And there's so many kids that want to ride bikes where we are. Yeah, yeah. I think everywhere, to be honest, if they have the opportunity, it's like, it's so cool to see all these facilities rocking up, like pump tracks and tracks mm-hmm. and, and parks as well. It's, I think that's what the Olympics, probably the best thing about the Olympics is just the, the recognition that BMX gets for councils and cities to build facilities. It's a good open, open, open the doors, isn't it, with a conversation. Like I say, like even Kai White now is on Dancing with the Ice. It's like people know who he is, so if you get in a conversation and it's like, oh yeah, BMX. People you know, mention so, it to yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Like when we did the Source Park, it was this derelict building and, and we, had to, we went to the council and you know, like we need a million pounds off you. <laughs> we, we had to do a presentation to explain what BMX was right. to these yeah. old people. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, no, it's And then we, did, we actually did that and the one question they had is like, uh, so uh, what are you going to do if kids bunk off school to go there? Like, That's it, is it? That's the whole thing. If BMX wasn't an Olympic sport yeah. when we went and saw them, I don't think, I don't think we would even got a meeting, yeah. you know? It kind of legitimises yeah. it. Yeah, open the door, yeah. conversation. Yeah definitely. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so there's some good, some good parts of the, of the Olympic thing. And say, watching all the stuff that's happened in England since they've won all those medals, you know, just seeing the newspapers and all the, I see all the CK, I follow them obviously, yeah. see all the <laughs> yeah. events and stuff that them guys are at. So it seems like they're having a lot of fun and getting their name out there a little bit more in BMX, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Um, you kind of go to the supermarket and there's like a picture of, you know, any of those four, four riders. They're yeah. Just, like, their faces are just, you just see them everywhere. Just, that's great. They just yeah. pop up in the newspaper or whatever. No, that's cool. It's cool. What's, um, some of the brands that you guys work with, I know you work with a lot. Who are some of the, Big yeah. ones, maybe. Yeah, so kind of, uh, yeah, like all the ones you kind of expect. And we pretty much work with most of them from yeah. day one as well. So obviously S&M, Fit, Colt, um, like Sparky, like Ron Bonner's brands, mm-hmm. Kink, uh, some of the Hastings brands as well. Um, yeah, kind of Harry's, like the We The People and, and those guys. Yeah. Toby Henderson at Box, we used to obviously distribute his stuff. Um, Stay Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, DK, right? Yeah. Yeah, DK yeah. and Verde as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, put me on the spot, but yeah, kind of, kind of pick and choose vans and vans and Etnies. Etnies, mm. yeah, I guess there's any sort of legitimate bike BMX brand we deal with. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some we we don't, but like, yeah, you can't you can't carry anything, everything. Sorry, it's just just can't. It's yeah. too much out there. But yeah, I think every sort of like legit. I saw SE on your website the other day. You start doing stuff with the Wild Man. Yeah, 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 stuff yeah. With Wild Man. Yeah. And obviously, like, yeah. We, yeah, we always kind of like from from the race days, kind of always kind of. Yeah, it's, that's really cool. And actually, like, we look back at pictures of our first shop, and and you used to look at the window, and it was you know Hoffman and GT and, mm-hmm. and Fit and I think Federal and Vans and like we've been we've had those accounts for like. <coughs> getting on for 20 years. Yeah, and a lot yeah, of your cool. friends as well, right? So yeah, and they sponsor yeah. our events. And yeah, they yeah. come and ride our park and yeah. we, we stock their stuff. And yeah, no, it's cool. So it's quite, yeah, it's really good. And you kind of see I mean, it. you stayed with me in, um, I remember when you stayed with me in the 2000s in Huntington. Yeah. And you went out on the booze with Neil, right? <laughs> Didn't Neil take you out and you came back dead? Yeah. A good relationship start there with Colt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to interview him for a magazine, and I think we just went to the You just went out drinking, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, didn't, didn't I'm like, I'm fine, I'm staying home. Yeah. yeah, I know what that's going to be like. Yeah, yeah, that's messy. <laughs> Jeez. But I say, there's yeah. a lot of people you've, you've, you've known a long time, and obviously it's easy to do, to do business with them, right? Yeah, and quite a few of these people we've known since we were kids, like literally from racing. You know, yeah. we like the you and, mm-hmm. and yeah, Stay Strong, Profile. Mm-hmm. Even like Is Robbie. Sam Stubbart still Profile then? He's still yeah, involved? Profile yeah, Europe, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Profile Europe. And then, and even like Scott Dick and everyone, we've kind yeah. of grew up racing against them. Kai who's building the track, is yeah. racing him 30 years ago. It is cool that everyone is getting involved and getting involved, you know, jobs, industry. And, and, and it's like, say I was listening, I went to Huntington Beach last week to hang out with some of the old guys, Jason Carnes and Wildman and Javier Colombo. And I was, somebody posted a picture and, um, it was like, you know, the old guys. And then there was like, well, the new guys now that are racing and battling and arguing with each other like we all did and stuff. Like, you gotta yeah. be careful, guys, because you guys are all gonna work together in 10 or 20 years time and <laughs> yeah. gonna need each other for, you know, so um, be friends with your competition guys if you're reading, because you might need a job from them one day, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, long-term plan then, just kind of carry on doing what you're doing, you know? growing more or any thoughts yeah. of you guys moving to, I know you guys are families and stuff, moving to the US, I guess you can kind of breeze around the world with what you do, right? Yeah, we come here every, mm. kind of every, at least every couple of months. Yeah. So like we spend a lot of time here. 
Um, so yeah, maybe, um, maybe move. I'm not sure, but yeah, just keep growing, doing more stuff. Yeah. Um, I we still like all the fun projects. Yeah. So like those website projects that we do, which are actually quite fun, and there's the events are the best thing. Yeah. And tons of ideas for them. Yeah, so, events, yeah. comps, videos, that sort of stuff's fun. So we'll just keep doing Carrying that. Carrying it where you can, exactly. yeah. I can't really imagine but doing anything just, else. Yeah, no, just just stuff that's different and stuff that people haven't done is always like quite fun. So yeah. whatever that might be, we'll, we'll just try and do more of that. So yeah. exciting life you both lead, you know? Seems like fun and... Yeah, I mean... BMX, we, I can tell when I talk to you guys, I'm still passionate and, you know, the yeah. stories and stuff and BMX, you still guys still yeah. love it, you know? It's probably yeah. more than just a job, you know? So Yeah, and we still spend, like, yeah. anything, you still spend most of the day in front of a laptop staring at spreadsheets or websites or whatever you're doing, yeah. or emails. Um, but, yeah, no, we still love it. And then, like, there's, there's group messages, there's WhatsApp messages every night or weekend. You're still following everything on, you know, you, yeah, you're still yeah. part of your life. Yeah. Know, oh, that's great, it's great. I'm just trying to think of anything else. I, I know more questions and stuff. Um, so the the backyard, um, so the backyard jam, the Battle of Hastings. So that's going to go on again this year. Yeah, September. September. Okay. Second weekend of September. Yeah, tenth and eleventh it is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Head, yeah. So that would be a good one. Yeah. Cool. Um, back to sort of full capacity, I think. When COVID disappeared again, we can get more people in, more riders. It'd be cool it'd be... at some point if you got that going and a race kind of thing well, happens. So you get, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So we have this thing every year, like the call it it's just the running order of what, what order every team rides in yeah so it's like there's we have all kind of stupid ways of picking the running order but yeah, yeah one of them was to tie the BMX track in yeah that'd be yeah. awesome yeah a, a pump race would be the way to do that I think because no one's done that for a long time I'd say no, everybody no. there except what you said earlier about everybody there together you know yeah. freestyle race and and honestly uh, every year you go to Sydney Woods which are pretty mellow trails I guess and there's you know there's Hoffman Mola Dennis Ennison like just this Everyone rides there. This is a big session. I always see Ricky Rack still always there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, just he doesn't leave, he doesn't he doesn't leave it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the BMX track will be the same. You'll see all that stuff like it this yeah. year. If the weather's as long as it stays dry, and it, it normally does. Yeah. And then, um, touch wood. And then yeah, like everyone will go ride the track and the track. Yeah, I'm hopefully going to make a couple of trips home this year. So I definitely want to come down and check it all out once it's done. Yeah, and no, that's yeah. a good one. And I think last year yeah. we we did it anyway, but it was kind of COVID restricted, and mm -hmm. a lot of people couldn't travel. Mm -hmm. So it was awesome, but. This year we should be back to back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Well, guys, I think like I say, great chats to you guys, and yeah, amazed what you guys have done. I'm super impressed, and uh, yeah, it's cool that you're still doing. Any final thoughts or anything? Anything you want to people want to follow and stuff? You guys have got so many different social medias and stuff. Well, like yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I guess, I guess parts, just, just yeah, race. just exactly just type source into. Instagram, yeah. there's a couple, there's the, the regular one, mm. we saw the overall, and then we have a race one, the Source Park, and stuff. Yeah. you'll figure it out. Oh, cool. Well, thanks, thanks, guys. I enjoyed chatting with you guys, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Thanks, thanks Dan.